Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 105, continuing our look at a chronological view of the Gospels. We're still camping out in John. John, a couple of these episodes, he's the only one that is telling us these stories. So we're calling this Two Encounters with Jesus. Yes, yes. I, I love the fact that we're we're being fate we're we're face to face with Jesus and we we're hearing his words and we're seeing the kinds of things that he's doing. But let me let me ask you a question. Again, this is our MO. So when have you ever felt like you wanted to start life over again? Whoa, like my whole life? <laughs> If I've ever felt like I wanted to start my whole okay, life is there, over again, is there something but it's, for okay. sure? Um, particular days, or and I've had to do that as a parent. Like, can, <laughs> I mean, having offering a do over to my kids, but even right. myself, like, right, right. I'm sorry, I did not respond well in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Can I? Can I? Can we start that in over? golf terms? A mulligan, right? Yes, so, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, that's probably what most comes to mind. Do you have? Yeah, I, you know, more I, when significant I, when than I think, that. Yeah, when I think back, it's like. Um, I, I wish I could, you know, go back and, you know, at, at five years old, six years old and kind of begin again, what I know now, like, like I would, you know, I would make sure that I'm taking music. I would make sure that I'm taking okay. languages. I would make sure that I'm, I do wish I did some kind of this. I, and my kids have heard me say it a hundred times. When I was at Taylor University, I never did like a study abroad or yeah, an overseas yeah. missions trip. And because I just felt like I didn't have time. But what I didn't know is never again in my life <laughs> would you would I have opportunities yeah. like that. So yeah. that okay. So so in, in that sense. Yes. I, and I think I think to a certain degree, whether we've made mistakes or there are these, you know, these um these permanent marks, nail marks on the wood, if you yeah, will. Yeah, like the tra- choosing yeah, a certain di- right, trajectory. Exactly. I think okay. I think everybody would say, if I had to do it all over again, this is what I would hmm. do. And so so I think it's it's a very interesting question because really we see these two individuals that you uh, uh you you mentioned before, they they kind of got do-overs. They got mulligans, if you will, and um, and it's it's great to see their encounters, and we see their stories in John chapter three and John chapter four, and so these two individuals. Now, you you made a very um, I, I, I love this about you. You kind of think in those terms. You yeah. did this con- contrast comparison comparison category. Uh, like a chart. If we had a chart, this yes, is what it would look was, like. Yes. If this is a video, yeah, yeah. we could, we could actually draw it up, but. So um, you, so, so talk, talk, okay. talk to us about the, the contrast and comparisons. Yes. So this is two conversations yep. that Jesus has with people. Chapter three focuses on Nicodemus. Yep. Chapter four is a, we call her the woman at the well. Yeah, we don't even know her we name. We don't know her name. And that is one of the first very specific contrasts. Yeah. Nicodemus is a powerful, he's a, a religious leader, yeah. um, male. Contrast that with a woman, a very common woman whose name we don't even know. She's yeah. just a no-name woman. Yep. Yep. So definitely a contrast between those two. Uh, Nicodemus comes to Jesus in the night. This conversation takes place at night. For the woman, it's in the middle of the day. Also, Nicodemus seeks Jesus out. Hmm. He's the one who comes at night and says, hey, I've got some questions for you. For the woman, 
Jesus is the one who initiates the conversation. She's, or he seeks her. Um, even there's a detail at the beginning of chapter four where it says Jesus had to go through Samaria. Right. Well, that is not a geographical comment. He did not have to geographically go to Samaria. It's more of a, a compelled that was where God was leading him. That's Absolutely. why he had to go. Yeah. So he seeks out this woman. Now, both conversations have very heart penetrating questions. These are yeah, not that's right. light conversations. Hey, what's the ball scores and <laughs> right. the latest movies you've seen? Right. They are very personal heart penetrating questions. And then kind of the results of those two conversations are also in contrast where Nicodemus remains quiet mm, as mm, a mm. follower and a believer of Jesus mm. until later. Um, we'll see that later in the gospels. Whereas this woman immediately after yeah. her encounter, she goes back to her village and says, you cannot believe what this man told me. And many people in her village come yeah. to be followers. She's really like the first evangelist. Absolutely. She, she responds immediately and tells people Nicodemus on the other hand, keeps it to himself for quite some yeah. time. And it's interesting, you know, based on the last episode, this woman says, come and see, yeah. uh, come and come and see what, what I have found out for myself that Jesus is in fact, uh, the Messiah she believed in and then ultimately an entire village uh, believes. And so, so that's kind of a, an overview, which yes. I love. I love the, that, that insight that you, uh, that you brought. So let's, let's, let's go a little bit deeper now. We get, that's the kind of the general overview. And so we see um, Nicodemus is coming to Jesus, comes to Jesus at night. He comes to Jesus at night because I think basically he, he is, he is trapped by fear Fear, um, based on maybe losing his status, losing his position among the um, uh, the religious leaders. So, if he shows any kind of interest in Jesus, um, the other Pharisees and other religious leaders are are saying that we don't want him around. And yet, Nicodemus is curious enough to say, "There's something about this man." He has something that I don't have, and I'm a religious leader, and yet he's talking about God in a way that I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. And so, so he comes to Jesus at night and just like, you know, man, I, I want what you have. And then Jesus says these words, like, you must be born again. Like, that's a, that's a different kind of phrase. That's, that's the do-over, right? That's yes. the mulligan. And, um, and yet Jesus the interesting thing is Jesus didn't make up this term. This hmm. term was actually already in circulation, uh, even in the Old Testament, because there were individuals who were not Jews. They were those, anybody who's not a Jew is a Gentile. So if they wanted to become a Jew, they would go through what we call, or it's kind of like our baptism, but it's a Jewish baptism called mikvah. And as they went through the mikvah, it was said that they were born again, kind hmm. of born again into the Jewish heritage and family. And so Jesus is just basically taking something that's already in circulation and giving it an entire an entirely new and fresh meaning that it's not about being Jewish. It's not about being Gentile. It really is about you and I becoming new people by the spirit of God. Yeah. And so this is kind of this, 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 this nuance that Jesus gives, which I think is, is pretty, um, is pretty significant. Yeah. So. And it, it is that picture of when we become a believer and follower of Jesus, we are made new. Our past yeah, doesn't define us anymore. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. the old is gone. The new has come. Yeah. We are made new in 
that idea of being born again. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, and then, you know, we, we come across as Jesus is having this conversation with Nicodemus, we come across that famous verse yes, um, that we see on eye black yeah. and posters behind <laughs> right, home plate, right, right. John three John sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And so Jesus tells us, this is still a part of the Nicodemus conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and we dare not forget 317, that Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but Jesus actually came that the world through him might have life and that the world might be saved. And so I love that. We, we talked about this before when we did the first, uh, the, the first um, year or the first, um, what is it called? Season. Yeah, the first season. That's yes. Right. <laughs> That that we love that Jesus didn't come to condemn, yeah. and um, and yet we see this very uh, special conversation that Jesus has with Nicodemus, and we believe that in this moment that Nicodemus did become a believer. Uh, we find out later on he um, he we, we we see we see him a little bit later mm-hmm. having expressing his devotion to Jesus, but we believe here that that he probably did become a believer in this moment. Yeah. And I, and I do think that that Jesus doesn't come to condemn, but to save is such a uh, contrast to what people often think. I mean, even in the last episode, we talked about how Jesus went to this wedding. He was invited. Yeah. Yeah. He is not a party pooper. He is invited to the party. Also the finger shaking, (laughs) you know, religious person that, that is not who Jesus was. He did not come to condemn, but to save. We also see, and what it is something that John loves to use as the contrast of light and dark. We see that. Yeah. Nicodemus comes to him at night, but then Jesus uses light and dark language just to bring the idea that light actually brings freedom. You know, our tendency when we have sinned, when we've sinned or when we, um, feel guilt is to hide and keep it in the dark. But Jesus makes the point that actually stepping into the light, um, bringing those things to him brings freedom. Yeah, The dark just keeps it clinging and hanging on, but stepping into the light is, yeah. is where that freedom is found. Yeah. And I just, and, and even just, just in this moment, um, the contrast you made with, uh, with Nicodemus coming at night, but the woman, at the well, um, um, her life was fully open in the daytime. Yeah. So John, I think John, even with the stories, he's using this light and dark contrast that you just mentioned, and he's raising it to another level that, that, um, that, yeah, that there's something about, um, this light and darkness that, uh, Jesus later on says that he's the light of the world. Um, and, um, and we, we do like to hide our stuff in a dark corner and Jesus says, you really can bring it out. In fact, with, which we'll get to the woman, Mm -hmm. uh, she does bring, she drags, well, actually Jesus kind of drags her stuff out into the, the light. And so I like, I love the idea of the light and dark, um, the light and dark imagery that, uh, that John brings and that you, mm-hmm. you, you, uh, you brought out. Now, before we get to his conversation with the woman, there is a little interlude. <laughs> John the Baptist pops in again, yeah, yeah. which he did in the last uh, episode too. The, uh, the Jesus, Jesus and disciples are gaining a lot of air quotes success. Yeah. 
And John's disciples get concerned about this. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, he's starting to baptize more people than we are. We're looking at the numbers. Get more Instagram followers. This is not, and, you know, yeah. if we're, we got to really step up our game or we got to do something to put this guy down. They, they're concerned. And there is a little competition going between, not really between yeah, John yeah, yeah. and Jesus, but John's disciples are feeling a little pressure. Yeah. And so what is the response to that? John says, listen, hey, I, you, we mentioned it, in, mentioned it in the previous episode that John was not the Messiah. Yeah. And and John says, listen, that that I don't want anything that heaven is not giving me. And and no, um, Jesus can't be getting what he's getting if heaven is not backing him. And so John really says, like, listen, I, I have to decrease. This is not my show. I, I am pointing people to him. And, and so he's not getting any followers that heaven is not giving, giving yeah. him. And so John kind of backs off and, and, and tells his disciples, this really is not, not about competition. And his words are kind of convicting for me because there are times it's like, man, I, I want us to be, you know, bigger and better and all of those things. And, and, and yet John says, like, start praying the prayer, whoever heaven gives us, then that's who we shepherd. That's who we, um, that that's who we, uh, we bless in this moment. And so, so this, this is really this kind of even convicting me to say, all right, God, whoever you bring uh, to us, we believe that they're from you and we're to shepherd and, and, uh, and bless them as yeah. you've called us it to. It makes so. me think of a phrase I've heard Ben Diaz say several times, what's good for the kingdom yeah, yeah. is good for Trinity. Yeah, it's yeah. not just about our yeah. own yeah. people, our own number, but we want to see God's kingdom advance wherever that is. Yeah. And I think that was totally John's perspective. Like, hey guys, that's what we are about yeah. is truth being proclaimed, God's love being spread. So however that happens, we're yeah. in. Yeah. Like that's that is a win. And we're that called is... to be we're called to be faithful, faithful yes. servants. So yes. so then then we we move to a the second encounter. We mm-hmm. this is Nicodemus and uh, move to the second encounter where someone gets a kind of a do-over, um, and that's the woman at the well. We again, generally speaking, we get we gave a overview. So let's get into some of the details of of um, of this woman. Yeah, and this whole conversation is very startling. Yeah, you know, yeah, Jesus absolutely. meeting with a religious leader, absolutely, totally understandable, totally expected. Yeah, but in so many ways, great point. This conversation is breaking, um, crossing boundaries. Jesus speaking to a woman, Jesus speaking to a Samaritan. Yeah. Um, both of those would have been very um, unexpected, but even stronger than that. Like just you sabu. Don't, it's sabu. You it's don't a, do you that. You don't do it. You just don't do even, it. You see that in the disciples' surprise when they come back. They've gone into the village to get some food. Jesus was waiting at the well. When they come back and they're kind of like, whoa are you, you're talking to her? (laughs) They are surprised by it. So that lets us know, wow, this was very unusual. Um, and, but then we see, and, and we do have, again, a previous episode where we talk really in depth about this, but just one thing that I, one of the favorite details I have is where Jesus talks to her about living water. Yeah. Um, she's coming to get water. Yeah actual H2O water from the well. And he says, I have what the water I have to offer you is living water. You won't ever thirst again. And just that idea of living water is what's offered to us too. And I think that's just such a beautiful image of that, that idea that life with Christ is the only thing that will truly satisfy. Absolutely. We love it. 
do pursue so many other things that yeah. we think yeah. will bring us contentment or bring us happiness or, you know, fill that thirst. Yeah. But they're all temporary yeah. and they won't last. The only thing, it's only life with Christ that is going to give us that um, true satisfaction. It's not social media. It's not accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I just think that's such a beautiful and important reminder. Yeah. And, and Jesus, again, man, I, I love the way he interacted with with this woman. He didn't condemn her. He didn't. Um, he, he, he was really offering something offering her something that would, as you mentioned, satisfy those deep, uh, those deep longings. Now, before, <clears throat> excuse me, before we dump, jump into some of the other details, uh, there's another detail that I just find fascinating that Jesus comes to the well and he's tired and he's thirsty. Mm -hmm. So we see the humanity of Jesus. Sometimes I think we forget that Jesus um, was 100 a hundred percent human, hundred yeah. percent God, uh, fully God, fully man. And we see the humanity of Jesus, his tiredness and his thirst. And, um, and that's the reason he stops at the well. He, I mean, this wasn't some, some, uh, setup per se. He was really tired and he was really thirsty. And, um, and we can, we, so that, that's a little, that's another little yeah. nugget that I think is pretty interesting. So Jesus is talking to this woman. He offers her this living water. And ultimately, I mean, they have other conversations about worship, which is, I think it's kind of a diversion of getting to the deeper part of, cause Jesus was getting really close to some, some, inner stuff that was going on with her. Mm -hmm. And so she ends up talking about worship and Jesus kind of shoots that down. And then he gets to the heart of the matter where he says, listen, I can, you know, I can give you this water. And this, and this woman says, give me this water. And, um, and ultimately, um, Jesus is talking in such a way where she believes, she believes that Jesus is Messiah yeah. and, um, and the, her inner thirst is satisfied and what is what happens after then? Yeah, then she goes and tells the her village. Yeah. She is so thrilled, um, and and even says, "This guy told me everything about me. Yeah. Like he yeah, knew, yeah. he knew." And I think read into that, he knew who I am, who I, who I am, and accepted me. Yeah, in yeah. that, yeah. which is just mind blowing to her and apparently to it's mind blowing to me. So yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. and to the people yeah. in the village, because then they do come and see yeah. who Jesus is and they hear, and that's, well, there are two, um, two different verses that I really like. I'll, I guess I'll do the end one first because it relates to that. So the, the people all come out and hear for themselves. And that's what I love. Verse 42, um, they say to the woman, this, this is the villagers, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, yeah. and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. It gets back to that previous episode where Philip says, come and see Nathaniel, experience him for yourself. Yeah. And that's what happens here, where the villagers are like, oh, you know, we we did believe what you said, but now yeah. we know him for ourselves. Yeah. So just that importance of sharing our stories of encountering Jesus and giving that invitation. Yeah. And that's for you too. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Testimonies are great, but there's nothing like when you encounter Jesus for yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then back up a little bit when the disciples do come and they bring the food and then he says, you know, I'm not really hungry. And then they're, 
Then they get, it's one of those confusing moments for the disciples when he says, wait, I thought that's, you know, he says, but I, I am fully satisfied. And I yeah. love yeah. verse 34, where Jesus says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. So again, even paralleling that with a living water, like that is what is truly satisfying. That hunger, that thirst is, Jesus says, you know what? Bread is great or pizza's great or whatever. <laughs> but what's really great yeah. and what's truly satisfying is doing the will of God. Yeah. I love, I love that. That, that is, that's true satisfaction. And we, we, we've experienced that when we're doing ministry, we see yeah. people's lives being transformed and changed. There's nothing like it. There's, there's no food that can satisfy that. In fact, some days it's like, okay, I'm not even really hungry right now because yeah, I, mean, I, I have seen something that's, that's pretty amazing. And, um, and we can kind of go off of that. And mm -hmm. that, I think that's kind of what Jesus is saying. Like, no, this is, this is my food. And to see this woman's life being impacted and changed, it truly, and, and to, to, to lead her into a relationship, yeah. I think it's it's actually food. So so what what can we believe about God about ourselves from these two encounters? I think something we can believe about God about Jesus is that He wants to meet with us. Yeah, yeah. you know whether we are a powerful religious leader or yeah. an ordinary woman just going to the well. I mean, of any circumstance, any time of day, yeah. um, anybody we can have encounters with Jesus for ourselves. That's, and so I guess that's kind of belief about that Jesus wants that yeah. and that I can step into that and have those encounters for myself. I said, I love that person. I do, that, <laughs> you know, so she encounters Jesus and she shares it with others and then they get to encounter him. It's just a beautiful yeah. cycle that ha can happen over and over again as we're making disciples. Yeah. I think uh, for me, it is um, it is going back to that statement, whatever is good for the kingdom is good for Trinity Church. And so recognizing that um, heaven has um, gifts for us that um, that's unlike the gifts that he gives to other churches, other ministries. Mm -hmm. And and I have to I have to believe that I have to bank on that. So um, so that's that's one. Um, and, and again, you know, to click on what you said about this sense of, of we can meet with Jesus, anyone, yeah. that anyone, whether, whether you have, you've gone to seminary or whether you have not, whether you are CEO or whether you're a factory worker, that Jesus wants to meet with you. And uh, so, so I think that's, that's, um, I think those are some things. And then for me personally, it's like, um, what am I allowing to satisfy me hmm. other than the will of God? Uh, what is there anything that I'm holding on to that I need the 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 living water um, to wash over and and satisfy? And so those are some things for me that I got got from this. And uh, again, just really really powerful yeah. stuff here. Good good stuff. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us. Where. Um what can you believe about God, yourself and others from this passage? Think about that and then share it with somebody this week. 